Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 559. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leverage streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game, Jay Massey. Hey guys, uh, hopefully you guys are there. Everybody is uh, ready to go. We are, um, I think we're live. I think we've actually done it uh, where we, we've got all the the right bells and whistles and things going at, at this exact moment. So hopefully everything is actually working properly. You should hear me. Uh, and as you can see, we have a new uh, dial in number and line. We're testing this line. So if you've got questions, now would be the time uh, to go ahead and dial 417-352-2274. Uh, let us know where you're from and uh, would love to answer those questions, whatever they may be. So um, let's see. Today, I oh, hold on. I'm looking for the questions or comments from our Facebook group. So uh, for those of you who I've not met before, hi, my name is Jay, and what we're going to do is uh, answer your questions. So I tend, at Cashflow Diary, we've been teaching individuals to do real estate and real estate-related strategies for quite some time, and uh, that's what we're still doing. We tend to focus right now primarily on short-term rentals and uh, that, and at the same time, we know that there's a number of people who have questions, whether they're real estate business or what have you related. And we like to make sure that we make ourselves available, specifically me, uh, so that all of our students and occasionally you guys from around the globe get an opportunity to ask questions. So being that we are testing new technology, uh, I'm in a new studio and we are doing our best to continually make things better would love to hear uh, from from you guys and any particular questions that you might have. I know those of you watching on uh, Facebook and YouTube and uh oh, hold on. I think I forgot to make the other places live. I sure did. One second. I just realized. Can I just add them? I hope so. I can. Perfect. So I am turning on all the other places as we speak because I totally forgot. So now for them. <laughs> so hopefully those of you watching at uh, various parts of the, there's now even more of you watching from many different places. Uh, welcome. And we look forward to assisting you. Yes. It looks like we're on uh, we're at Periscope. We've got YouTube going. We got our Facebook page going. We have a number of, uh, locations going right now. So uh, I see that people are beginning to dial in, which is great. And if you've got a question, you definitely want to be the person to go uh, in there and um, 
And, and so that we, when it comes time for us to get to the questions, uh, you can get your shot. So I don't know how many calls we'll be able to take today, but we'll do our best. And for those of you in our Facebook group, of course, I haven't forgotten about you um, as well. And, and I must say this, my mom has a special request and I, I told her that I would help. I'm being a good son. So this is your shot. Some of you, one of you, this is going to be your shot to help me be a good son. All right. So hopefully that's uh, something you're excited about. Anyway, uh, so let, let, in fact, let me just go ahead and knock that one out because we're going to have to talk about it a, a number of times is that my, my mom has a desire to go to Atlanta. She wants to go to Atlanta during Labor Day weekend, specifically August 30th through September 2nd. And she asked me, hey, son, do you know anybody that um, in that area? And I'm like, yes, I know a few people. And I was talking about you. Yes, you, the ones of you in Atlanta. So um, she wants to come out to Atlanta uh, and she's never been. She wants to go, her and a couple of her friends, I believe it says two, could have been three, and wants to come out there. And I'm like, cool, let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can find someone who is operating a good short-term rental and specifically, please be following the system. <laughs> oh, that would be so bad if you're not. And uh, I'm looking for someone who wants to, 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 to help my mom out. So for those of you in the Facebook group, you should see her tagged so you're able to just contact her. Uh, if you're not in the Facebook group, that's fine. Just send us a message via our Facebook page for Cashflow Diary with Jay Massey. Or send in an email to info at cashflowdiary.com. Again, I would prefer it be one of our students because I know the quality and the system that you're going to provide because we taught it to you. So, um, and that that's, yeah, that that's what I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Uh, my volume is low. You sound super low. I sound low? Do I still sound low? Everybody says I sound low. I don't know. Hold on. I am... Flipping on a different screen here. Okay. Um, Hold on. All right. I think I'm talking into the correct microphone. And I shouldn't sound low anymore. But if I do, let me know. Uh, Jay, thanks, Jay, for this weekly cast. Van, dang, you are quite welcome. Kendra from <laughs> Hawaii, uh, how are you? You're still watching. Russell, what's up? Thank you. Tamara, how are you doing? Peter, What's going on, Rafa? How are you guys? We are making our first unit listing tomorrow, Robin. When should I set up Wheelhouse and Smart BNB? Uh, Robin, something like that, you guys want to do that now. I mean, if the first listing, so you, all of that happens at the same time. So if you are ready to put your listing live and put it on, go ahead and get that done and, and make that happen. All right. So, um, that's better. Thank you, Tamara. We're doing our best. Uh, and what's really cool, uh, hopefully you guys are excited. I'm excited about this, the, is the fact that I knew exactly what button to press now. So, you know, previously it was, well, you just got to deal with it. Now I at least know what buttons to, to press. So I've uh, had to learn lots of things. Anyway, uh, let's go. Uh, we'll go to the line and get a couple of calls. And who is this? Let's see. Oh, how do you do this? Okay. Um, hello? Oh, hold on. I don't know what that means. 
All right, so now I'm learning how to work our call-in line. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, it says, okay, so this I should unmute. So let's do that. Hello, I believe this is Svetlana. Do I have that right? Yes. Hi, Jay. I'm awesome. How are you? Good. I have questions for you. Yes. Question and answer session. Absolutely. Were you the same Svetlana I talked to on Saturday? Yes. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Go ahead. Should I, I unmute myself or how to do my first Oh, no. Time? You're live right now. You're live right now. Everybody, oh, okay. everybody can hear you. We're all good. How can I help? Can I ask you a question right away? Yes. Okay. Jay, what is the best way to attract guests who would stay uh, one month or longer got it so um great question and this is a question that we get uh, <laughs> frequently uh, especially as ordinances change or things change for everybody um when it comes down to length of stay being able to uh, attract a person who wants to stay a a a, a length of a certain length of time has a lot to do with a what platform you're on and b your um, pricing pattern specifically your your pricing strategy. For example, um, the longer guests I have found in our research, uh, we have found that longer guests tend to come from. Honestly, we get more of them from other platforms other than Airbnb. So um, the I would say the uh, HomeAway as well as Booking.com. And you must also understand how each of those sites uh, not only markets to their customer database, but how they display your listing. For example, as I've said before, uh, Booking.com is a discount marketplace. And because they're a discount marketplace, they tend to focus on uh, how much of a discount you're giving in terms of prioritizing where you are in their search engine. So. If you're and if you're on an Airbnb, then you've got to be closer to the true rate, but still do the same kind of idea to where, say, you're pricing yourself 25 percent. Yeah, 25 percent more. So I'm making up numbers real fast, but let's pretend that you wanted six thousand dollars a month. That's what you actually wanted. I would take mm -hmm. that number divided by 0.75 and then I would give a 20 percent discount or so somewhere there, 2022 percent discount on say an Airbnb on a booking.com I would do that same thing except I would probably divide by an even larger number so maybe a 0.65 or a 0.68 and still give a 20 21 22 percent um, discount uh, again for the monthly stay the also though uh, while you can do all of those things the absolute bar none Shut the door. Best way to get a 30 day reservation is uh, going to be the, the um, is going to be working with insurance companies. That's literally the best because the insurance claims adjuster. Um, most of the time, it's usually the house is flooded. Sometimes it's fire, but the the homeowner is being displaced for some reason. And when it gets to that level, it's at least 30 days often longer those are by far the the best in a, that's the best market to be in uh and so that you can make that happen does that make sense 
Yes, thank you, Jay. Would no you problem. recommend to use Craigslist for this purpose? Um, okay, if you're going to go down the Craigslist route, you're going to need to also then have more screening in place. But no, it's not. I have not recommended anyone try Craigslist for that purpose. Okay, but any okay. sale okay. over uh, 30 days, should I have lease agreement signed or just let them stay? As on, I'm uh, sorry, Airbnb. say that again? Uh, should I have lease agreement signed between me and tenant? No. Got it. Uh, and again, that's going to come down to how. All right. So one, always remember, I have the one thing I am not for anybody is ever their attorney and it does. There are times where it can make sense. It just also depends. For example, if I'm doing a direct contract with a corporation, um, I'm definitely going to make sure that the corporation is where I'm housing their employees or something of that nature. That can make a ton of sense. But sometimes this person could be someone, you know, from church, you know, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't. But at the same time, I can see I have seen and know of instances where that that did not occur, even though they were staying longer. But to avail yourself or to protect yourself from a tenant's potential tenant's rights issue, that's probably a good idea. So uh, definitely thanks for giving us a call. I'm going to get to the next caller now, and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, let me see. Let me do this one more time. Let's see. Oh, boy. Okay, so I press that button. And then what in the world? Uh, do I press this one? I do. Okay, got it. So, and then, oh no, that I just muted them. Sorry. Hey, this is Jay. Who who's on the line? Hey, Jay, it's Kendra. <laughs> hey, Kendra. <laughs> okay, we've been hanging out a lot today. I like it. Go ahead. How can I help? Um. Okay. So. Um. Uh, first part of my question is, um, we had a guest, well, a guest of a guest that he was included in part of our current reservation. Uh -huh. they, they actually left already. Anyways, there was like a noise disturbance. We addressed it to them and then they, they fixed it. I'm sorry, I have a baby. That's fine. I have four children. I but, understand. <laughs> <laughs> he's singing the alphabet. Um, Hey, no time Basically, like the present. What happened was, yeah, we addressed the the problem, and they went out. They were kind of drunk. They came back, and they had said some not so nice things on the doorbell camera that we had caught. <laughs> and thank goodness we have that system because I could kind of see it. But I guess um, my question on that note is, what is considerable like um, like a automatic cancel? when it comes to um, a person's reservation as far as um, uh, going against the house rules? Because I know, like, what is what is considered as an offense giving a warning or just they do something and it's an automatic cancel? Like, what is your threshold yeah. of yeah, tolerance yeah. when it comes to that? Um Honestly, it has a lot to do with how they respond to us holding them accountable. So, so let's just say uh, we had this very similar situation. Basically, what you are describing to me, if someone first causes a disturbance, I get that. 
Um, and then if we bring it to their attention and then they go a belligerent route, now we have a different, we have a completely different issue. And that is likely to get them uh, closer, especially if you've got it on camera, which makes it really easy. Yeah. It, it, it now becomes a, okay, yeah, this is subject to cancellation uh, or immediate cancellation without um, without the ability for any sort of a, a refund. However, inside of our house rules, there's one of the things that we do put in there. And again, if you just copied the house, I, I know you're uh, inside the, the student group, we have the house rules listed. If you just want to copy what I've got in there, it'll probably help you tremendously uh, because that that pretty much outlines because you can when you see the words at our discretion, that means either I'm going to charge you or we're going to warn you or if we've already tried to charge you and you still kept doing it, you're now gone. That's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. It usually goes warning fee bye bye. And sometimes people skip right over that. Like, for example, if um, they start trying to tamper with the safety equipment or security equipment, it skips all over that. And it's a bye bye. It's an automatic. You got to go. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks for calling. Perfect. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Let's see. Uh, I believe this is uh, actually I'm not sure who this is. Who am I speaking with? Where are you from? <laughs> oh, nope. I, I don't know. Jay, am I on? Yes. Oh, OK. Uh, I thought I was still in the holding queue. Nope, anyway, no, nope, you're not on the holding queue at this moment. Hold on one second. Um, but my but this we're we're learning our rhythm here. So I'm going to talk to Megan for a second because I know she can hear me. Megan, there's a place for notes okay. on each of them. If you can put the notes, don't don't put it in Slack. I can't. The problem is I can't switch, even though I see that you're typing it. If you put the notes inside the on the studio listing, it'll help me see it. Like right above their name, there's a little thing towards the end. If you put the note that yes, right there, there you go, got it. Woohoo! Now, now I'm good. Thank you, Megan. Anyway, so uh, Nevin, what you got? Actually, my name is John. You know what? She wrote that. You, she did. John, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> We're having all kinds of fun. I today. had a nice, I had a nice conversation with her. So yeah, I'm sure she did write it. And like she did. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I called him Nevin, and I'm reading John. And obviously, the two are not even close to the same. But anyway, um, forgive no. me. New system. We're working it out, though. How can I help? Hey guys, thanks for listening as always, and I'm glad that you continue to support with each and every download and subscription and share. One of the things that I want to ask you, though, is where are you listening to me from right now? I know some of you, maybe you're on a treadmill, maybe you're washing dishes, maybe you're walking that dog, and some of you are actually in a vehicle driving right now. One of the fun things that you can do, get some of your time back, is begin to living a car-free existence. But even then, it can be a little complicated. So one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to go over to Zipcar. Go to joinzipcar.com forward slash cash flow diary. It's a way that I am able to still go get a car just for a few hours very, very simply so that if I have a lot of errands to run and sheets to drop off and running to the short-term rentals or if I just want to go for a long trip up to LA and back, etc., I can rent a car for a very, very short period of time. And the cool part is I don't even have to pay for any gas. Again, go to joinzipcar.com 
forward slash cash flow diary. Well, Jay, uh, first time calling you, so this is a new experience for me too. I'm new <laughs> to the short-term rental program, but okay. I've had many years experience in fix and flip and long-term rentals. Um, okay. We're outside, we're outside of Chicago and we just ran into an opportunity where there's a gentleman that's wanting to lease out a fourplex uh, to us. And okay. the units are uh, two units or four bedroom, two units or three bedroom. He's using, he's had a lot of success in short-term rentals in New York and he wanted to do some work in Chicago. So he bought a few buildings and I think he's having some management problems but he's renting the units out right now as one bedroom, individual bedroom hostels. He's got queen beds in all the units. Oh, okay. And he'd really, he'd really, he'd really like to be able to rent the entire four. But I'm not really comfortable with hostels with the one. There's no market for four bedroom or three bedroom in that area. Uh, Very, it it would be a, it would be a hard one to short-term rental. So the only way that he's looking at it also is rooms for rent. Now Understood. there's some pluses and minuses, but I want to get your feedback on this because I'm just, I'm not convinced about hostels. Yeah. Well, again, let me, I'm going to say two things. Uh, and it's going to sound like I'm the, you know, talking out of both sides here, but one, we've had students go down this route. And what I can tell you is bar none, they're typically some of the most profitable, most revenue generating, um, ways to do it. The more you can divide and slice and dice that real estate, you have what is known as your utilization ratio going really, really, really high. So you, you, your occupancy is, I mean, you're just able to command, well, not, I would, yeah, command such high revenue. However, here's the, the double-edged sword to it. It requires significantly more on-site management and significantly more services uh, for just, for example, um, cleaning is not the same uh, and the common area spaces. So the common kitchens and the bathrooms is not the same uh, and, and, it, and managing that process. And again, that does not to say it can't be done, but in order to do it well, um, I would, I mean, and if you've never done it, I'm going to say it's at least a three, if not four month process for you to get used to the rhythm of how it's done. And probably what the reports that I've heard from our students who have gone down this road, pricing and competition is cutthroat there because they are already selling, you know, the rooms at 20 and 30 and at most $40 a night. And yeah, so pricing is, um, which then, you know, has you, you have some challenges with being able to screen properly right at at certain price levels and then you also have the issue of being are you able to take walk-ins because that's one of the ways that you're going to be able to get the occupancy and revenue that's necessary i say all that to say you would need someone who's willing to to physically be on site uh almost 24 7 when uh, with the number of bedrooms or number of beds that you're talking about at this moment that's what i'm hearing and there's usually and again i i know well i know for about dc but i'm not sure about chicago but i can only imagine it would be the same there's usually a completely separate license required uh for that but i'm going to assume that the guy already knows that part so that's probably not something he's concerned about 
Does that make sense? Yeah, he's he's worked at, he's worked a couple of back doors to be able to get the licensing up and running for himself. Sure, his, sure. His rate is extre- his rate is extremely good, but his occupancy he's not showing me other than what I'm seeing on Airbnb that he's charging a hundred bucks a room. Um, a hundred bucks a room or a hundred bucks extreme. a bed? Because those are two different things. I just want to be uh, clear. Well, they're, they're the same there because he's only got queen beds in every room. Okay, got it. Well, then, yeah. All right, yeah, that, that, that so, makes sense. Then that's fine. That's a little bit less management intensive than what I had pictured in my head. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, there, there is, a, there is a, a hostel not too far from there. It's about a mile closer to uh, the ballpark. And they sure. rent beds, and they're, they're like eight beds, six beds per room. And yeah. their rate is uh, their their rate is what you were talking about twenty or thirty bucks a, a bed, right. but we we also understood the we'd have to have some live in type management there, right. and what we were picturing is if we left the single bed per room, uh, then they were only managing basically eleven eleven rooms, eleven beds. So uh, what we imagined is one manager taking care we do all the off-site managing the check-in check-out sure. and all that stuff but the the cleaning and the the interaction with the people and entertainment director kind of a thing uh would all be in-house now does that make sense one person could actually do that because that was a question it's just in gonna our mind. what the really, really shopping for hostel yeah the big issue here is going to come down to the floor plan and actually how that floor plex is divided more than anything and unfortunately obviously i don't have access to it but my suspicion is you're going to be fine but again i don't know because see in the in your best case scenarios what happens is that you have your central meeting areas surrounded by all of the bedrooms and if that's in general what you have with then you should be fine but if there are doors separating actual physical units which is what i would suspect the fourplex to look like then Uh maybe not maybe not so much so um well it's got it's got the the fourplex is built just like a a four unit apartment building you've got yeah exactly uh, so that that's where i'm leaning towards four bedrooms so that's where i'm leaning towards you you may not need you actually may not need as much on-site management as much as you will need uh access control so you're you know in terms of locking each individual door making sure that's remotely done and inside of any if you have any sort of common internal hallways that's where you would handle any sort of laundry issues because that's the other thing i could see that could be an issue so each unit would have its own kitchen each unit should have its own bathroom and if it's uh i can imagine Uh that that wouldn't be overly difficult to deal with although you probably still would need cleaning every day or every other day at 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 the Uh out at the longest but yeah i think that could work out that could totally work out where do we go? Where do we shop around for um, staffing for hostel? Yeah, that, I, that's I the hard part. Facebook groups, but that's the hard part. I don't know where to look. Yep, yeah, <laughs> that okay. makes two of us because <laughs> all of the students that have ever done it, okay. um, what the, every time they've tried to go find it, what ended up happening is that someone who ended up staying there used to run one or offered to help or, or something of that nature, and that's how they ended up with them. There was no like resume process or something like to find that person um that's a good question my friend and unfortunately john i can't help you on that one 
Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of different hostel management sites, but they're all for Europe and uh, Central Asia and things like that, but nothing here for the Midwest. So I was didn't, yeah. didn't know totally. if I was missing something or if I was on kind of uncharted territories. Yeah, no, no, makes no sense. It makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So, um, thanks for giving us a call, though. Uh, Let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you very much for taking. No problem. Talk to you later. All right. Who do we have here? Bye bye. -bye. Uh, Shelton. It looks like. Uh, Hey, hello. (laughs) So your wife calls, then you call. Did y'all decide? Did you like (laughs) plan that one? Oh, no. I'm just bored at work, so I'm like, oh, man, I, I need something to do. I'm going to call Jay and talk story with Jay. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. How can I help? Um, so my question is, is about um, damage waiver fees. Um, okay. So first one would be on for us, a 30-day market, if we just stick with us, you know, our damage waiver would be $59, or it could be 30 nope. days or 60 days. I would put it closer okay. to to fit. I would actually increase that to close to maybe even as much as three hundred dollars. Uh, actually, because okay, um, the entire intent behind the damage fee waiver. So let's pretend if you were at fifty nine dollars and you were in a traditional market, you have the ability to, in theory, get five, if not six, reservations, which would give you yep. somewhere close to uh three hundred, if not three hundred and Sixty dollars or so, depending on what split of yeah of your your reservations are coming from a home away mm-hmm. versus a a um bag nabbit Airbnb, and because Airbnb. of that, yeah. So because of that, then basically what I would consider is making up for that potential lost revenue if I was in a thirty day market with a two hundred and fifty or three hundred and fifty dollar um. Uh, damage fee waiver. Oh, okay, okay. And so on Airbnb, you don't. There's nothing we can do for that. Then there's no damage waiver. There's nothing you, alternate. The problem you could, but what happens is that when you go through the process with Airbnb, as they get to the checkout, it gets added to the cleaning fee, so it's not a separate line item. See, on all the other platforms, you can make it a separate line item, so it's really clear what that is, and that it is specifically not. The cleaning fee and the challenge is is because what happens is that by the time they get to the checkout what you'll get is you'll get messages saying why is your cleaning fee five hundred dollars that makes no sense you know what yeah. i'm saying got it okay yep yeah. yep got it so that that's the challenge okay. there right on thanks no problem no problem right on thank you jay yep okay. you're welcome bye. bye awesome guys i'm pretty excited at like how this is working we're we're figuring out our systems today let me get over to the facebook group because i see um, <laughs> I see people, uh, asking questions there too. And, uh, Darius, you got some, um, that's interesting. I'm glad that you did catch us live today. I am definitely glad that you caught us live. So this is good. Um, let's see who we got. Russell, 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 Robin, better, better freezing. I, I led. Daryl, now that Airbnb is currently favoring, I, I, <laughs> I haven't forgotten, Megan. I know. Now that Airbnb is currently favoring businesses as hosts versus individuals, for those of us who have multiple hosts account, would you recommend that we, that as we rearrange our inventory based upon data, not guessing, 
Should we add all new leases to the primary hosting account or still keep units diversified on accounts? I have started putting all of mine on one, uh, Ladero. That's the best. I I, I haven't heard anything um, negative to that situation, but that that's where it's going. Second question. When you have your team document income from resolution claims, do you find value in having them add the unit to the spreadsheet in which the claim was submitted? Yes, because if there's a particular unit that keeps having a very type of issue, maybe we're pricing that unit wrong and it keeps attracting the wrong thing. Third question. When taking screenshots of nearby locations on Google Maps, do you do the driving distance or the walking distance depending on a certain walking distance time? I will often do driving distance because I'm usually using that for trying to show Uber and, and Uber is a walking thing. Okay, Ladero, last question. Um, corporal, corporate rental specific websites. Are there any that you have tried that work well? We've looked at CHPA and corporate housing by owner.com. Yeah. Uh, and the answer is no. I believe if I, if I had tried something that worked, I would have shared it with you, my friend. That's how we roll. If you've got a question, do me a favor, call in 417-352-2274. Would love to talk to you. We have Nevin from Minnesota. How are you? Oh, oh, yep. How are you doing, sir? Doing good, uh, Jay. How are you doing? Uh, I am learning how to do all this technology stuff, so we're having fun. Okay, that's great. Mm. So, Jay, um, you know, I started uh, my short-term rental unit uh, yes. in the month of April. Yes. And uh, so far, the booking has been good. Uh, I, I also attended the analytics uh, training, and I'm yes. trying to interpret it interpret uh, interpret the numbers uh, on uh, smart bnb but i just don't know what action to take because currently i'm kind of freaking out because september it's pretty much open i have an open calendar right now and it's strange because during the fall this is a good time season time and got it i september is completely open i just don't know what action to take uh, moving forward got it so this great question makes perfect sense very common for people to get freaked out about their calendar, especially as you go through high to low season, because you're like, dude, what's going on now? With that being said, let me tell you the metrics you need to pay attention to. The metrics you need to pay attention to is your early, inside uh, Smart b, &B They specifically call it early versus late uh, uh, bookings, I believe. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I'll pull it up real fast. And come on, computer. Because this so oh, there it is. Come on. I need the maximum is eighty-eight days. And the, oh, 88 early versus late bookings is what they call it. I'm sorry, the the what? Yeah. It's uh, the maximum I have is eighty-eight days for one and another one for seventy-eight less everything is under thirty thirty days, twenty days. So oh. in early versus late. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull it up on my screen to make it a little bit easier. Uh, as soon as I remember which button I'm supposed to press, uh, give me a second. There it is. So, um, whoops, wrong. I'm trying to get to, well, there it is. All right. So um, basically, so when you're looking at an early versus late, like I'm showing you right here, what you're trying to figure out is, and maybe on a per unit basis even, you need a longer date range 
So if I remember correctly, this is your first September that you'll be going through. Is that correct? Okay. So uh, if it, this, what I'm about to say is not going to make you feel any better, but this is, uh, is we don't know what we don't know about bookings through September in Minnesota where you are. It is Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know about bookings in Minnesota where you are um, at this particular moment in time. So we're doing our best. We're making a best guess based upon the data. So on your early versus late, as you can see, like if you're looking at or like go back later, look at the recording or if you're looking at it now, you can see that I have a significant um, amount of people who book within 20 days, within 20 days. And even more so as it gets under 10 and, and even more so as it gets under seven. If that's a pattern that you see for yourself, then you should not be concerned. If, however, your pattern is more of a 20 to 40 days or 40 to 60 days, then it is a hint that we may have we may have a seasonal adjustment to your pricing type of issue. Does that make sense? So and that's how you'll be able to tell with data, because you'll have collected data that can give you an understanding that, oh, what's going on is that the booking lead time is because the booking lead time is so much further in advance. And if my calendar is still vacant more than 20, 30, 40 days out, I need to actually adjust something. And what I most likely need to adjust, the most likely thing that you need to adjust is what I call your discount curve. Because during high season, you can keep your discount curve really, really close. You don't have to discount until the absolute last minute. However, as you transition into a lower season, you may need to discount further out in advance in order to maintain same similar levels of occupancy and revenue. Does that make sense? That's what I would that's that is like the first thing that I would be focused on 100 percent because that my suspicion is that's where they that's where the issue is. But I don't I just don't know what I don't know because we can't compare same store sales. Remember, I, I don't know what. <laughs> Minnesota in that particular uh, uh, house or apartment looks like compared to last. So basically this September is really going to be your baseline so that you have an idea of how to prepare and what to expect. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And, and it's scary to go through that baseline, but here's the, the good news is you're not going through it by yourself. There's a lot of us here and we're here to support you as best we can. Okay. Um, and my second question is Go for uh, the uh, the additional uh, things that we provide our guest value. Like for example, we provide uh, you know if it's, because it's a two bedroom, we provide additional pa parking, uh, early check in. Um, we provide those facilities for a fee, of course. Uh, but you were t uh, talking about uh, internet, uh, you know, boost. You know, we specific time we you know we we say and then we ask them to pay extra for a higher speed internet currently i'm i'm connected with brandon's modem of, uh, yes uh, does he is he the one that provides that uh, he is yes he is the one that is providing the current version that we're using i am as i've always said i'm always testing something stay tuned i'm not done okay. testing it so that's why I, that's why you haven't heard me say anything else about it but yes what Brandon has provided is exactly uh, what I'm referring to when I say that. And I'm always trying to make things uh, another level better because, uh, well, more revenue. Duh. 
Does that make sense? Okay. Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay, got it. Thank you. No problem. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, looks like we have a couple of more questions this time from Facebook. Uh, we have, who is this? This is Chris is asking, hey, Jay, how is important is it to have central air? Interesting. I understand that it can help with energy costs, but does it have, does, does but does not have it? Does not having it re affect revenue significantly in your experience? Got it. Um, okay, so remember, Chris, one, you're in Houston, bro. It's kind of like, you know, humid. So you might want to, I don't know, consider. <laughs> All right. And it's not like you're saying not having central air. So that, so, the, and that's really our, what I want to make sure that we're being distinct about. If you're saying I'm going to have no AC whatsoever, that's one thing. If you're just saying I'm going to have, um, I'm just going to have window units, that's something completely different. So, so long as you have some sort of air conditioning, um, I'm fine. I, I don't think you're going to have an issue as long as you have some sort of air conditioning. If you have no air conditioning, that just screams problem. Because remember, you're a review-driven business, and as soon as one person sweats all night, um, yeah, that's not going to go good. So, And you can use evaporative coolers, of course, uh, to help, but I would, especially in a market like Houston, I would be afraid, like very afraid. Now, if the building doesn't currently have AC at all, ask the landlord to put it there. Like, straight up, dude. There's nothing wrong with that either. So hopefully that makes some sense um because yeah i ain't coming to houston with no ac that's all i'm gonna say you know that ain't happening anyway uh if you've got a question hit us up uh 417-352-2274 uh, i'm enjoying using the the new toys that we've got i'm going back over to our facebook group with our members here getting some more of their questions Rafa, hey, Jay, when people smoke inside, does vivent carbon monoxide go off? It can and usually does. I just had the fire department show up to a unit because the fire alarm went off due to high levels of carbon monoxide. Guests said they're cooking, but I've never had the carbon monoxide go off instead of the smoke alarm because of cooking. <laughs> Correct. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and in, in Rafa, again, if you're labeling your devices... Because see, here, here, one of the things I hope you did um, inside of a two bedroom or one bedroom even, uh, I will label the, the, the COs so that I can tell, was it the CO in the kitchen or in the living area or was it the CO in the bedroom? Because those are two completely different situations. That's, that's, and the, yeah. So if it's the CO in the bedroom, come on, man, you know? But you you weren't cooking in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So that hopefully that'll help you as well. Uh, hey, Luana, Kendall Stock, what is going on? How are you doing? Um, Steve, how are you? Zach, what's going on? Crystal, Harold, Harold, what's up, dude? If you guys got a question, call in 417-352-2274. And I see, oh, look at this. Davy June decides to ask a question today. He is asking, hey, Jay, have you gone over yet what you will be doing with your L.A. listings after November 1st? Um, 
I I haven't. I'm assuming that I think I know what you're you're talking about. I think what you're asking really is uh, because of the enforcement of the ordinances in L.A. I think that's what you're referring to. And um, I I will say this. I will say it a couple of ways. In essence, not much is changing. Okay, uh, because we are constantly working at getting direct bookings, bookings from, as I've mentioned, insurance, and making sure that our networking is such that we have the ability to keep units filled. Also, um, I've done a, a lot of demographic research, and I, depending on your location, I think I'm not expecting it to be too challenging uh, for certain locations to still be able to obtain enough uh, business at the 30 day mark. I, I mean, just go and look at what is their name? Oakwood. Go look at any of the Oakwood buildings. They actually have buildings that they own in the LA area. Go look at any of the Oakwood buildings, look at their occupancy and availability. And I think you'll understand what I'm referring to. So Hopefully that answers your question there, Davey. Uh, but if any one of you guys have a, a final question, feel free to go ahead and dial in. Oh, you know what? I didn't even check. Do we have any? Okay, no one's there. Perfect. All right. Um, call in 417-352-2274. As I said earlier, um, for those of you who got here late, my mom has a special request, and I'm hoping you are willing to help. Um, specifically, I'm calling out to the students because I know the system that you're running and it'll be great. But she wants to come to Atlanta. So uh, I, I'm hoping one of you are, is willing and able to work with my mom so she can have her first trip to Atlanta. Um, her and a couple of friends want to come out there for Labor Day weekend. So that's the 30th through the 2nd, I believe. And uh, she's never been. So obviously, you know, you got to take her to Gladys Knight's. All right. So don't even play uh, about that. And the more food places, the better, you know, but let her find out what, you know, what the ATL is all about. So if that's you and you're in one of the student groups, then please, you actually you can she's tagged. She's actually in the group. <laughs> so you'll be able to easily uh, communicate with her. Uh, and if it's not, then uh, just send us an email at info at cashflowdiary.com. That would be great. Oh my goodness. Um, everyone let's, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty excited about all the things that we are up to and how we're doing our best to improve. And what I want to do is I want to make sure that we give Megan, uh, a, a nice round of applause for, for helping us out today. Because um, she, <laughs> it was her first time uh, working through the system and figuring it all out. We were all figuring it out together. We absolutely love what's going on. If you find yourself uh, in the mode where you've like been wondering how on earth can I become a, a bigger, better, badder version of myself? What on earth am I going to do with my you know, my job or how am I going to retire and how all of those things we at Cash for Diary, we've been here for a number of years. And what we do is we we honestly we we help build, create, 
train entrepreneurs. Uh, we, we help them understand things like that particular formula. How do leads, customers, margin, frequency equal your growth potential? Most importantly, how you can take advantage of that so that you have additional revenue coming in. We, we help you build those systems. And that's what I get excited about, you know. So uh, if you want, we have a podcast in iTunes. Go to cashflowdiarypodcast.com and uh, take a listen. See if you like. And if so, don't forget to come on back. Anyway, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I am going. it is that time. It's that time where I get to say goodbye to you and all of my friends. I thank you for taking the time to allow us to influence you however we've been able to. And uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Until next time.